Peace, peace. This is uh, the second uh, episode for the ME Live podcast. Uh, I'm just going to keep this short and simple. It's something that's been on my mental for, you know, for, for a few weeks now. Something that uh, I definitely was excited about uh, once I knew it was going to finally come to fruition. But um, really just want to speak on the Black Panther, the worldwide phenomenon um, that's affecting, you know, lives across the planet. Uh, the best thing that I, you know, take from it is not only uh, is it affecting black lives, uh, but it's touched, you know, all kinds of people, uh, you know, on the earth. So, uh, definitely big up to Ryan Coogler, um, it's definitely uh put 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 a fine film down uh from start to finish uh his penmanship uh along with the the other uh gentleman that helped him write the script and uh you know just the vision uh for him only being 31 years old for him to be uh able to put something like that together man much respect uh to the black man uh definitely uh, and super excited for him, and, you know, kind of hearing about his story and, you know, what he's gone through and what he what he's been able to accomplish, uh, the background as far as his mother and father and, you know, the, the you know, the efforts they put forth uh, in order to help mold and shape uh, the young man that's uh, shining uh, before us right now. So definitely big up to him and, you know, his family, uh, his wife. You know, uh, definitely uh, proud of that young man. Um, definitely Chaz, Chadwick Boseman. I've uh, been a fan of him ever since he, you know, uh, played Jackie Robinson, 42, and the James Brown performance, and Get On Up. I've uh, been following this young man uh, for a while. Um, whenever I knew that uh, he was going to be in the... Uh, Cap- Captain America Civil War because I'm a huge Marvel fan seen them all love them all seen them multiple times um, definitely was excited about that uh, my son was there with a Black Panther mask and gloves on for that one um, wanted him to be the Black Panther multiple Halloweens uh, prior to this just you know uh, wife wanted me wanted to do something different um, but uh, yeah definitely so um, definitely big up to him um, the whole entire cast, um, Lupita Luongo, you know, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> you know the names, the household names now, you know, the, um, Michael B. Jordan, been a fan of his for years now too, man, um, you know, everybody else, man, all the characters, man, I mean, everybody did an excellent job, top to bottom, um, everything. You know what I'm saying? I uh, really can't uh, uh, pull any negatives out of the out of the experience. Um, I went to see it once with my wife opening night. Uh, snuck out to see it again the next day. Uh, snuck out uh, a couple of days later to see it again, and um, you know took the family. Uh, you know, so I saw it four times, man. And um, you know, I could watch it again and again. It's one of those movies. I could watch, I watched Minister Society uh, a good 70 times, Scarface, Boys in the Hood. So, you know, if I could sit and watch 
those black movies, then why wouldn't I be able to sit and watch the Black Panther one that doesn't have not one negative uh, image of 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 my people in it? So uh, definitely big up to everybody involved in it. Um, excited to see, you know, what type of waves this is going to create in Hollywood. Um, and not just in Hollywood, just in general. I mean, I'm not talking about people in front of the cameras. I'm not talking about the people behind the cameras. I'm talking about people that, you know, are behind the machine. Um, producers, executive producers, and, you know, agents, and, you know, script writers. You know what I'm saying? Like, just just, just the whole machine, man. Um, without question, um, the original man and woman, uh, being that we were the first to walk the earth, have been able to create um, some amazing things. And, you know, it's just been delegated, you know, over the last couple of centuries after, you know, after us, you know, being forced into bondage. Um, you know, it's kind of that greatness has been kind of diminished and, you know, kind of taken for granted. Um, so, you know, pyramids to this day can't be duplicated. So, you know, marinate on that. So the fact that the brain power stemming from original people can't create some of the greatest things and has created some of the greatest things uh, we've ever experienced as humans and affected our lives to this day um, in ways that, you know, we take for granted. I just wanted to speak on that. So nothing surprising. Um, the numbers will hit a billion. But, you know, what I really wanted to touch on um, where I got kind of off track was... Um, just really the the, the 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 dichotomy between the two uh characters uh the antagonist and the hero um you know we're definitely going to have a uh discussion um definitely want to include uh, Erica on that one uh we'll definitely add it to this podcast or even create a video uh you know want to definitely get that out there but you know, it's like uh, who who's who's team are you on? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, obviously it's difficult to go against the Black Panther, um, but at the same time, man, I just want to kind of you know touch on my feelings. Didn't really think the movie was going to be that black, to be honest with you. I figured it, you know, going to be the traditional superhero movie, bad guy wants to destroy the world. Um, you know, they just battle, and and the good guy wins and. And, you know, for, 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 for Marvel and, you know, Stan Lee and everybody behind that, that machine to give the team behind the Black Panther film the ability to really just put their product, their idea, their vision um, onto that film, man, and really put their foot in it you know, put their, their fingerprints on it, man, was really, really powerful to me. And, you know, I didn't expect the movie to be political at all, and it, it really was. And I think that's the thing that kind of touches people so uh, so effectively where it really digs in. Like, I, I couldn't really call, you know, Killmonger a villain. I mean, he did things that could be, could be perceived as villainous or evil. But at the same time, what government hasn't killed people? What government hasn't had collateral, collateral damage? 
in order to, you know, achieve an end. You know, the means justify the end. So coming from the perspective of a young black man that has seen all the death and destruction and the inequality firsthand, not only seen it, but grew up and experienced it. For that young man to have a birthright, to be able to take control of something that could definitely shift the, the balance of power in the in the oppressed people's favor. That was his mission. His entire life was dedicated toward liberating his people by any means. I truly look at him as an extension of Malcolm X and, you know, the Black Panther Party. Like, we're not looking for no handout. We're going to make sure we're going to get it on our own. But we're going to make sure our people are good. You know, and that's what Killmonger represented to me. He represented that vehicle of change, a revolution. It's never been a quiet revolution, ladies and gentlemen. It's never has been and never will be. There's bloodshed, there's death, there's destruction. Revolution means to bring, bring about uh, extreme change, to totally revolve something from one one reality to an entire different one. To imagine the time when original people reigned supreme across the face of the earth. You flip it on its other side and you put white people in charge of the world. Just take a, take a reflection back and just, just look at history and see how Europeans put themselves in a position of where they are today. Wars, slavery, stealing, etc., etc., etc. No, but you look at the spoils of war and you look and see what was built, but you don't look at how it was done. So when I look at Killmonger, I just looked at him taking advantage and utilizing the tools that were at his fingertips. He challenged the Black Panther. He defeated him. So he took that mantle as well as he took the throne. Fair and square. No, obviously T'Challa came back. He wasn't dead. So the challenge continued. And he, and, and, and he took the throne back. But for me to sit here and tell you that I was excited about Eric dying, I definitely wasn't. I definitely wasn't. Because I looked, I looked at him as myself. I saw myself in him more so than I saw myself in T'Challa. And if you are a young black man or black man period to 70, 80 years old, that's gone through the struggle. 70, 80 years old, man. You, my father, about to be 70, 78. Like he grew up in the Jim Crow South. You know, his family was sharecroppers.
a dentist told him and his family that he'd rather look in a mule's ass than look in, uh, to, 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 to look into one of their mouths, man. A mule's ass. So for him to have gone through the segregated South and to come up North and deal with the racism here as well, For him to relate more to an African that's sitting on the power to be able to shift the balance back in our favor versus the young man trying to take that power and utilize it to assist and help us. And that's just it. Hands down, it's been said more than one time, but um, no question. I'm going to second the motion and agree with it. They're saying that obviously uh, Michael B. Jordan was the, 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 the next best villain next to the Joker played by Heath Ledger. Hands down. You can go through the annals of all the different villains that have been in all these DC and Marvel cinematic universe movies man and you know what i'm saying it's got to come down to uh michael b jordan pulling it off man uh the character eric killmonger man it's right there man because he really wasn't a villain wasn't a villain so you leave out of there with that emotional response whenever he when he dies but for him to say, hey, look, man, I'd rather, I'd rather die than live in a cage. It's like the Scarface going out blasting. <laughs> look, ma, I made it. Top of the world. James Cagney. <laughs> you know? They're seeing that, you know, younger generations were able to see public enemy number one just in, you know, the juice. Tupac sitting there watching it, you know, this year. Look, Ma, I made it, top of the world. <laughs> yeah, going out. I'd rather die than go to a jail cell and ride away. His whole life was for that moment. So that's just my uh, my podcast for this evening. Uh, definitely want to check it out. Um, we got the ME Live uh, Facebook page, as well as we got the ME Live um, YouTube channel. Just check it out. You know, we'll be doing some big things. Um, obviously, you know, we want to uh, interview and, you know, uh, touch a bunch of subjects with a bunch of people. Some of them are going to, you know, be influential um, in the community and some of them are going to be up and coming entrepreneurs. Um, some of them are going to be uh, just regular people, man, um, that we want to just get them a voice. So uh, definitely want to tune into that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be um, 
um, some 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 view some viewing pleasure, man. You know what I'm saying? Something that's gonna be uplifting. It's gonna be some jewels involved in it. No negativity. Um, you know, regardless of whatever the person's dealing with, just respect them in their lane, man. Um, in the world we live in right now, it's just too judgmental. Um, everybody wants to put everybody inside of a box, and if they go outside of that box. Um, then they then they enter either you know a limbo land or they go into another box. You know we only all have one life, so live it to the fullest, man. Who am I, who has his demons and skeletons and you know maladjustments and issues? Who am I to have the right to point the finger at someone else and say that they're wrong when you're wrong as well? You know, and that's um, that's a whole nother subject, and we're gonna touch on that as well too, man. Um, but uh, definitely check out all the, the Emmy Live brand, uh, the next podcast as well as video. Definitely gonna have Erica, the other, you know, I'm Mark, and the E is for Erica, so she's definitely involved uh, with the with, with with the movement. Um, somebody that's got a great a great take on a lot of different subjects. Very very passionate. Um, so we're going we're gonna to butt heads a whole lot, um, but at the same time, we're going we're gonna to reach a common ground and acknowledgement because we agree on a whole bunch of stuff. So, But definitely going to create that good dynamic that you guys will love and will entertain. So that's what this is all about, man. Um, my thing is, and you know, our vision is, man, that we want to have entertainment, but also, too, you want to have food for the, food for the, for the soul as well as the mental. You know what I'm saying? So we just want to just help foster um, a positive environment in the world, man, and just to promote creativity and expansion of, of, of greatness, man. Um, and that's really what it's all about. So uh, definitely it was great talking to you guys. Hopefully you tune in and catch it um, and catch more. Um, share it with your friends. Pass it on um, so we can get this movement moving forward. Peace. <laughs>